yeah. <laughs> and then you die, and had, then it's over. <laughs> I had a game where I killed two of the Ezreals, and he played a third one, and we didn't hit 10 mana yet. And I'm like, all right, we're done here. And oh, I moved yeah, no, on with my life. Oh, that's tilting. Yeah, turn like, it off, watch some Avatar, got something to eat. And then went to bed. <laughs> I'd even play again. That's the thing about it. I didn't come back. It wasn't like tilt and then return. No, 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 no. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 14. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. And maybe this time we will actually <laughs> get a recording out. <laughs> they must think we're insane because half the episodes we're losing our minds as we start the episode. It's like inside jokes. Um, yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulty and it's not even it's it's like a human error. It wasn't, it wasn't even the text fault. Wait, we're human? Oh, crap. Oh, no. we're, we're giving we're giving our audience way too much information about ourselves. <laughs> it's just two AIs trying to... <laughs> <laughs> housekeeping uh yeah you guys can listen to us everywhere you know it by now follow us on twitter so you can keep up to date on episodes that's at podcast core that's spelled c-o-r and then you can also send emails to podcastcore at gmail.com please leave a like follow short review comment hit the bell all that stuff they tell you to do because we need it and if we're missing anywhere please let us know and then we'll be there and i will call you a liar because we'll be there exactly yeah so (laughs) tell a friend to go on an adventure and take a shot at listening to the casuals of runeterra one of these days one of these days (laughs) one of these days we 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 could go on without doing this state of the game state of the game what decks are you playing so we we're in this weird space right we had you know we had that down week where the whole you know social media movement was going on um it still is (laughs) that hasn't lost any steam uh but then we kind of took a little break because we had some holidays in there as well uh, everybody's still stuck in their house. It's It's been interesting. So on top of that, we had a season flip. We are now in the second season of, well, if you don't count beta, the second season right. of casual, or not casuals, Legends of Runeterra. <laughs> like we're, we're marking this as our new season. I know, right? We should, we should do that. We should we be like, should once we finish that. other regions, we might do that. We might do that. Just, I, I don't know what it means to anybody, but. Yeah, so deck-wise, I've been all over the place, man. I really haven't had time. I know I always say this. I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to. And I don't know why that keeps happening. Um, Work's been a little busy on my end. But it's one of those cases where... You know, some shows I'm trying to catch up on. There's some, you know, some World of Warcraft games we, we played. You, you, ha- you have a life. Like, I, you, you could call it that, I guess. Well, you have you have the version of a life that 2020 has allowed us. That 2020. <laughs> it's like, this is what a life is now. You're yeah. welcome. But so I picked up naturally as the scumbag I am, Elusives. <laughs> I'm back on Elusives because we're at the beginning of the season, so people are trying out new things. We've had all these changes oh, to cards. So, so I'm disgusting. Like, I'm not gonna play around that. I'm gonna play through that, and then you can try to do your thing. Uh, so far in the little games I've been able to play, I'm getting my wins wins out there. Um, there's two versions of the Elusive deck. One's more traditional with just Zed, things that go over the top and some buff cards with some finishes over the top as well. And then the other one focuses more on the whole direct damage approach while bouncing all your um, direct damage kick creatures and interactions back to your hand and doing it again um, with mm-hmm. the monk. So those are two I'm playing. What about you? 
Um, so I uh, surprising everyone <laughs> listening to this. I have been messing around with actually with a couple different uh, Lux decks, mm-hmm. um, and the one that I've been playing the most is was one that I was really working hard to try to put out there for the next lab. Uh-huh. Um, but you know we hit a new season and of course with a new season is a new patch mm-hmm. and was hetch taking blatant advantage of the card unyielding spirit you damn well know he was <laughs> and now the deck is ruined um but <laughs> i get but Next i've been having, prison <laughs> i've been having a blast playing it still so it is a a demacia noxus deck mm-hmm. with swain and lux and it kind of like in reality, the win condition is more Lux with the Mage Seekers, um, and especially after like all how hard aggro got hit, the um, using the um, the Reckoning, which is a board wipe for mm. all creatures that are like four attacker under. Like the reckoning in that deck actually pops off, and the negative of it was that it would hit Swain, which is where I was abusing Unyielding Spirit. Yep, but he's below. Yeah. But, you know, it's like now the deck is definitely still playable because mm-hmm. I'm playing around Lux and it's not terrible, but it's it's not a good deck. Yeah. I've been having a blast with it, but I, I can't wait. I, I've already got a couple dumb ideas in the works. Stay tuned. <laughs> the laboratory's got to like detox first yeah. because right now it, it's nasty in there. But yeah, with COVID, you have to clean after the recession, so it yeah, takes a little bit longer. Disinfecting's yeah. very important. I, I'm not trying to really infect anyone of our listeners, but soon, soon the lab doors are going to be opening. So let's get into the main topic: Adventure Time. But you can guess who we're talking about. Uh, your boy Ezreal. This is the last person we have for PZ. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's going to take us out of here and take us somewhere else on an adventure. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about some of his cards, right? So the first one that comes to mind, obviously, is the bread and butter of the game, you know, Mystic Shot. It's one of those cards that you see. It's one of those cards that are very important because these style of cards, you know, you can also reference Blade's Edge, where it gives you, you know, simple text, one line. It's a two cost that at fast speed that deals two damage to anything, right? Um, Blade's Edge is a, you know, one cost version of that. So that gives you your direct cost of what a damage is worth. And then as you go up the chain to different cards, it allows you to figure out and quantify the value of more complex versions of damage cards. So you think about um, Get Excited, for for example, right? You get an extra damage, still fast speed, but you have to discard a card in order to play it. So what is that value in the overall scheme of things when you look at just the raw cost of a card? And these type of cards like Mystic Shot help you figure that out. Um, it's a good building technique, a little more advanced technique for, you know, uh, more casual players to to know. Aha, casual players. Ah, <laughs> hey. Uh, and I, I do like that you point out it's a bread and butter because it almost feels like if you're building a deck and you choose Piltover and Zon as your region, like the the new deck pops up and it already has three cards in it before you click anything and it's mystic shot. <laughs> yeah. So it's like auto include pretty much. Exactly. Um, the quote here is also really good. I never miss, but I have been known to fire a warning shot or two. <laughs> that's really, that's probably the least annoying thing Ezreal's ever said because it's actually clever rather than just narcissist. 
<laughs> I mean, it's still kind of narcissistic. I know, like, it is. I never miss. It and, is, but it's clever. Like, like the, the the payoff, the punchline is good. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll we'll get into some of his nonsense journals slash adventures <laughs> that he's, he's spoken about. What do you got for us for spells? Uh, so I, I also went with one, like for me, mm-hmm. this is a bread and butter card, but it's because I'm a degenerate and I keep playing the same <laughs> things. Uh, so I went with the card, the flash of brilliance, mm-hmm. um, which is the three mana burst spell uh, create in hand, a six plus cost spell from your regions, refill your spell mana. Um, and with this one, it's a, like, it's a card that has been seeing change since beta. Back in beta, it was just straight up a random spell. Like, it was the definition of RNG, and even now, it is, it's more controlled, but it's definitely still got that RNG feel. Yeah. Um, and anyone who spends a lot of time playing card games, you kind of learn, like, the RNG cards that you have fun with. And this is definitely one that I have fun with. Um, obviously, Lux goes hand-in-hand with the Mage Seeker package. And if you're playing Piltover and Zaun, this is a Mage Seeker package guaranteed card. Um, and even if you're playing something like Heimerdinger, uh, either Heimerdinger and Control or, like, the mid-range lists that uh, streamers like Mega Mogwai really like, you know, the flash of brilliance you put that in there that's a guaranteed 3-1 elusive off of heimerdinger mm-hmm. it's like it's a really good card just that has a lot of places in p and z and it's just a lot of fun because you're kind of going to the lottery you know like yeah, let's see what we get and it's it's a it's like a sacrifice temple card as well where you have to essentially give a turn to get the boost back into the game the next turn, right? Like you gave up that turn, so you get that mana saved up. And then when you do spend it or you get to spend it, you're pushing yourself back into the momentum of the game, um, bringing it back in your favor. So that's another cool cool aspect yeah. of it. And and as far as sacrificing that tempo, like the tempo, like in some games, you're not even necessarily sacrificing too much because it's refilling your spell mana. Yes. Like, you, you, it's a lot of flexibility around an RNG card, which historically throughout a lot of card games, like RNG is not really flexible. It's It really is just flipping a coin and let's see what yeah. happens. So this takes us to our follower section. And I'm going to start here with the Intrepid Mariner. Uh, this one, not directly linked to Ezreal in any way. Not a card that's very popular at all. I've probably seen it once um, on ladder. Uh, but the quote is probably the biggest biggest thing about it. So the card itself is a two cost, one three. It's a support card that gives an, gives my support ally a elusive this round. And I, I think there probably is a place for it in some some kind of deck. I'm not really sure where because it, it's that weird space between control and mid-range where it sits um, and it almost doesn't have any value in its body itself. I mean, besides the 1-3 body, uh, due to, I don't want to say the power creep, but how aggro has been trending, you can't really compete much with a 1-3, right? Like it doesn't really get in the way of anything significant. Um, all the 1-1 one, one meta was kind of beta right or right after beta so that's kind of gone to be able to take out like spiders and stuff like that uh but outside of that the quote so for many piltovians is it piltovians 
I've never said it out loud. I'm uh, sorry. No. Uh, yeah. uh, it's it Piltovans, is Piltovans right? as far yeah. as spelling. I was, about, Pilt- yeah. I was about to say, no, it's Piltovian, dude. I, that's <laughs> what I thought, too. That's my first thought. Um, for many Piltovans, the great unknown is explored through science and, and, and invention, safe within the city of progress, but a handful embark for the horizon to discover a much greater unknown, the world. Uh, so in 2020, that's not a thing. But it's <laughs> oh, that one's too real. That's it's not funny anymore. <laughs> but it gives us this cool, you know, Ezreal is kind of a cool example of and this is a cool example of his parents. Right. You you have the people who take risk and do these crazy things. You have all these explosions and these experiments, but they usually stay in the city. They don't travel. They don't do anything and take that that knowledge or seek knowledge outside of their their world, which is PZ. So it's cool that you have these two splits of people who stay in what they know, even though their mind is going outside the box versus people who are actually going outside their box, right, to see what's out there. So that's a cool – the quote's probably the most important part of this card in my opinion. Yeah, like intellectually going out there or physically going out there. Exactly. And, and uh, that whole adventure spirit too is just uh, like – Outside of Ezreal, before they really started digging into the Lord, no one else was really doing anything like that. So I'm glad you picked that one out because it's 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 nice to see. Maybe we'll get more. Maybe we'll yeah. get to learn more about the Baron. Art is beautiful, though. The yeah. like the oh yeah, that, it's a, a great, great looking card. Yeah. The yeah. the outfit that that person's wearing. But uh, you have a fun one for us, which is a card yes. that people have loved since it came out. Took a little bit of tweaking before people could mess with it. Um, <laughs> And it, I like I, you know, I I'm gonna show how the sh- how our show works a little bit here because yeah. I I went ahead and put down that it's like this is the original pet card, <laughs> <laughs> like this is the OG of pet cards and it's um gonna be Professor Von Yip. Um, so the card itself is a four mana two three, and when you summon a one cost ally, grant it plus two plus two, and as far as like it's. The pet card, because it's almost tribal in the sense of doing one mana cost cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, for anyone who was following the lab, the um, one of the decks that I put in there was a Piltovers on Bilgewater deck that was just going fast. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're just trying to put one drops down with Professor Von Yip. Uh, buff fizz and like just do some dumb shenanigans yeah and everyone has had like you know there's been a lot of spider decks that popped up that was just trying to do von yip trying to get value off of it it's the go-to pet card but i also wanted to bring it up because the fact that his we see his title he is a professor yeah and when we start digging into ezreal's story you know ezreal grew up in a for our comparison here in the u.s would be like a college environment Mm -hmm. you know he grew up in a university surrounded by professors and we'd get to mention um, professor within his story and here's professor von yip so maybe riot can use this to open more doors of introducing new characters and maybe even you know give me my ultimate joy 
of the tribal fandom of like oh, professor deck professor like, give me something give me something dumb give me something dumb to play that around with that would be cool like professor as a tribe the that <laughs> yeah that would be interesting and and also it also gives us that view like you mentioned the education within the city right cuz there's not many places that we've touched on like you think about all the regions we've talked about that have an established university or schooling system like Damasia has a military style system so right. that's and, and a lot of their schooling is done in-house so like if you're rich you get this tutoring study or whatever or if you're poor you just kind of learn through the streets there is no established like school structure yeah um, and and for you know is just devoid of any kind of yeah. like their their sense of unity or any institute is so in in it's within its infancy like mm -hmm. they are a gathering of tribes yeah. that are just figuring out now like okay let's get a handful of like city states together and so this it is really cool to see that side and the last point i will make on von yip is that the full card art if you open it up is showing that he is experimenting with robotic arms putting a leash on a cat there you go all the pursuit <laughs> cards the pursuit of perfection oh my gosh. it's complete <laughs> he did it this was his goal it's it's diabolical and he should be in prison but there's nothing i can do i can't <laughs> my hands are tied right, I, I will and i will stop giving you crap for your cheese lines now because i've shown what i've been at <laughs> so take us take us into the boy himself um, I'm not going to say, yeah, that's the funny thing. He's not a boy genius. And that, that's what we need to, we need to establish from the get go. Uh, yeah. He's sloppy. <laughs> he's, he's, sloppy. <laughs> he's very sloppy when it comes to adventuring. He shouldn't <laughs> be out there and he probably should be dead. Yeah. But, you know, he's very lucky and well off. <laughs> His parents have money. Uh, take, mean, us, take us into Ezreal. Yeah. And that, that's a great place to open up because Ezreal, in essence, is kind of a an imagining of Indiana Jones as a teenager yeah. within the realm of Runeterra. He's, he's a very he is a very smart and gifted young man, but he's also very impulsive. He is very much a go with the flow kind of person. And the now that we're going to dive into the story of Ezreal, you'll We'll kind of try to paint the picture without going into it because Ezreal is um, looking at it just as the organization of Riot. He's very similar to um, Jinx as being one of the first original like characters that Riot built a lot of their stories on. And we're when we get a chance to dive into it, there's a lot of material already for Ezreal. And, but without further ado, let's uh, – Ezreal himself, he was born in Piltover, mm -hmm. and his parents were very renowned archaeologists, a very well-known family, um, kind of the Piltover version of the Crown's Guards, like Lux and Garen, if yeah. you will. And Ezreal's earliest memories of childhood was always just growing up at the academy that his parents worked for. While they were out doing their thing, they are out do, diving into old tombs, trying mm -hmm. to find old ruins, trying to expand the map of Runeterra as the Runeterrans know it. And he grew up without his parents really being there yeah. because they were off doing their own thing. And the, so his earliest memories are being raised by his uncle, which is Professor Lymir, Lemir, something like uh, that. 
something like that. We we're terrible at pronunciation here at the Casuals. Who's also a very uh, busy guy. Yes, and obviously he's Professor Professor Tribal, mm-hmm. Professor Limear <laughs> be the first card to build my tribal deck. Riot, hear me, hear me, please. hear my voice, <laughs> hear my voice. Um, and he he was raised at a very prestigious school by his uncle, who's a professor. They're constantly working, and since he's being raised by his uncle, you know you, you got to watch the kid. So he's growing up within these classrooms, being taught. All of these different things from the pursuit of science um, to the history of Runeterra. And of course, he takes a really a very strong interest in the, the history and archaeology side because that's what his parents do. He's trying to learn more about what makes them love their job and learning that. But as we've said, he's a very gifted and smart child, so he's picking up all these things very quickly. And because he is picking up this information, kind of soaking it like a sponge, he gets bored. Yep. And insert here the mischief of a young boy, therefore making Ezreal our boy, Sloppy. You know he's sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> and so he is constantly – one moment he is in a classroom. He's got his book open. He's studying along with Professor Lymere. Then Lymere turns to the board, turns around. Ezreal's gone. And 30 minutes later, a warden's bringing him in because they dragged him off of a rooftop. <laughs> like this, That is how his childhood goes. All these kinds of different experiences over and over again until after a very long, a long year, everyone kind of realizes that, hey, Ezreal, your parents have been gone longer than usual. You know, they you, he's used to them being gone. They're gone for six months to almost years at a time. But now it's like, okay, after a long and stressful year for Ezreal, it's like, hang on, your parents have been gone for well more than years now. Something's wrong. And because this trail is already so old, they – the wardens and all the authorities of Piltover, as well as the staff at the school, they just go ahead and chalk up the parents as MIA, most likely dead in, in, somewhere in the world. Yeah. And everyone just kind of goes ahead and goes into this period of mourning except Ezreal. Ezreal just takes this as an invitation to go find his parents. To him, this is like, okay, this is the start of a new game. Because I'm already bored here at the university. I keep getting dragged in by the wardens. So I'm going to find my parents' notebooks. I'm going to find all their old journals. I'm going to find out what they're studying, and I'm going to go find them. So after pouring himself into his father and mother's works, figuring out that they have been looking for something in Shuriman, he – he smuggles himself onto the next caravan going out in that general yeah. direction, and that begins the adventure of the archaeologist boy, Ezreal. Yeah. And he's okay. able to track them down to Shuriman in a lost tomb, the tomb of Nezuk. And what he finds there is just another clue to the trail and a gauntlet. Yeah. And this gauntlet, he has no idea what it is. For him, this is a huge find because he's got this sense that his parents have missed something. He's found a clue, but they missed something here. And so now he's just interested in figuring out what this gauntlet is. He And he picks it up out of the tomb. Mm-hmm. And when he picks it up, insert Indiana Jones booby traps. <laughs> yes. I'm happy, the, I'm happy you mentioned the booby traps because 
Every one of these adventures is like the Riddler himself <laughs> set up these items waiting for the Batman to come play his game. And it's like, who's setting up these traps, these elaborate traps for like, it could be a cup of water. And it's like, you know what? The moment he touches that cup of water, yeah. years of my work will go into play. <laughs> we shall see if the, mat, if the rat can escape the maze. Hey, 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 every man, like one, every time. Yeah, the, the, if the internet has taught us anything, like yeah. there's a whole section of people that are just like, you know, let's let's escape the flesh prison. And if you're escaping the flesh prison and this is going to be your final resting place, <laughs> don't come wake me up. I right, just stay out. Just stay out. The, insert the booby traps because I don't want to listen to an alarm clock. I'm going to sleep. That is, so so the, the, the thing about Ezreal, too, is kind of what interests me as I read his short stories. You talked about how much information is out there. It's about him is I kind of want to see who older Ezreal is as we move further down the timeline because it's like he has the spirit, right, to do the adventuring and all that stuff, but he relies so much on the gauntlet rather than, you know, worrying about, oh, if I have rope, if I have enough rations, if I have enough, like any of the adventure stuff that you would see in like an Indiana Jones movie where he doesn't have the advantage of this relic <laughs> on his arm that can pretty much, you know, help him teleport. It can, you know, attack. It helps him like with lighting. It helps him like <laughs> teleportation. It's all these different things that I, I feel like he would be dead if he didn't have it. So I kind of yeah. want a situation where going through life, he either loses the gauntlet for a while or something happens. Where he has to become a better adventurer, yeah. right? And uh, for me, like I like to play a lot of role playing games. Yeah. So Ezreal is definitely that character that you max out charisma and luck first, <laughs> but you picked a race that naturally has a high level of intelligence, and, yeah. and then that's it. Like you're just literally just going through checkpoints, flipping a coin every yeah. time, and that's what Ezreal is like. Yeah, he's a, smart, but he's impulsive. Person. Which means yes. it just kind of throws it away. Yeah, you act first, think later. So let's talk about this card that, oh my gosh, I don't I don't think I've ever played an Ezreal deck. And it's because... Really? Yeah, not, not just because I don't like the card or Ezreal. It's, I mean, yes, it's because <laughs> of those two things. But <laughs> it was one of those cards that, I don't know, man, it, it doesn't fit in my play style. And it's very annoying to play against, so I have this unnatural vendetta against it i'm like i will never play that that scum <laughs> that's scum but tell me about, tell me about the card this. and why it's nonsense <laughs> so so ezreal is a three mana one three champion with elusive and he also has nexus strike um so nexus strike is when you make face damage yeah and the nexus strike is to create a fleeting copy of mystic shot in hand which bread and butter pnz yeah and his level up is you have targeted enemies eight plus times this game. Um, so as far as like targeting any enemy unit with a spell. And his level up is a 2-4 elusive, same Nexus strike. And the reason why Ryan clearly <laughs> has an unnatural <laughs> hatred for this card is his level up effect is when you cast a spell, deal two damage to the enemy nexus. And anyone who has been playing since beta has run into their fair share of some really tilting Ezreal decks. OTKs, and man. Anyone who's been playing now has probably run into at least one Ezreal deck, <laughs> yeah. especially like your first one. You remember it because there's a flipped Ezreal and you go, wait a second. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> and then you die, and had, then it's over. I had a game where I killed two of the Ezreals, and he played a third one, and we didn't hit 10 mana yet. And I'm like, all right, we're done here. And oh, I moved yeah. on no, with my life. Oh, that's tilting. Yeah, I turned like, it off, watched Avatar, got something to eat, and then went to bed. <laughs> I didn't even play again. That's the thing about it. I didn't come back. It wasn't like tilt and then return. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of the opposite because I do like um, alternate win decks, yep. and this is technically an alternate way yeah. to win. Yeah, um, I'm so happy the very, it, it exists. Yeah, the, my very first deck that I really fleshed out and put together was a um, Lux Ezreal deck, yeah. so that I could have Lux stumble over. Why his would own you words put your main competition in your deck? I know I'm better than him. <laughs> Like, what do you mean like you're saying my main competition man he ain't even competition i ain't worried about that i know what i got i respect that i respect, I respect that. that fate of the game <laughs> fate of the game we're here oh. and this one's gonna be you so we have the new season we talked about that gauntlet gauntlet is out like i said i haven't been able to play as much as i wanted to so hetch is going to tell you about his experience with gauntlet I, well, I, this is where I'm really just going to kind of like, you know, put my foot in my mouth here because <laughs> I have played like one game of Gauntlet. How'd it go? Like, what, what, um, what, how did it feel? It's, it's a lot of fun because it gives that feeling of playing Popper and Magic. Yeah. Um, and because you're going in with just stock decks. Mm-hmm. And a really refreshing thing about playing that way is that you kind of feel like you're one breaking away from the meta and anytime that i can break away from the meta i'm having fun yeah so already that's fun for me and then it also gives you this little bit of sense of feeling out where your opponent is at and where you are at as a player yeah uh, so it's it's a really cool way like if you're kind of finding a finding yourself in a little bit of a lull of not feeling like you're learning more about the game mm-hmm. or feeling like you have no idea if you've improved or not. Gauntlet is a naturally great way to get that feeling because you're both going in with stock decks. So then you are, you can really kind of focus on, okay, well, since he's playing, you know, since he's playing a, um the jinx aggro stock deck yeah you know this they're on three mana this is what he can do with three mana how do i get punished by that and you can really kind of grow as a player and so anyone that's trying to like figure that out it's a great way to really kind of look at if you're growing um i i have been like the gauntlet is definitely cool it was a lot of fun to play that one game I have been having fun trying to figure out these new card changes because uh, like a couple of them, one, my next lab deck got pooped on Mm. by the card changes and it was specifically a card that no one played, (laughs) got entirely reworked and I built an entire deck around it. Yeah. And now it's gone. It's lost to the ether because like that, that card sometimes. is useless in the deck now. Um, but it, the Rin Shadow Blade, yeah, uh, which was a card that made opponent cards ephemeral, and my entire deck plan is ruined. Thanks. Well, I, I'm ruined. <laughs> I'm going to ruin some more for you because it's that time of the show. Oh, no. Where we have a little challenge. Don't, don't do it to for me. Hatch. But this one's easy. This one's easy. Um, so you talked about your Professor Tribal deck. Uh, <laughs> And to end this episode, we're going to say what our professor name is, our in-game <laughs> professor name is, and then what our area of expertise is as well. 
So because I, you know, bring these up, I'm obviously gonna go first, give you some time to think. So mine would be Professor Goblev. Goblev. Yeah, okay. and my area of expertise is puff caps. <laughs> ooh, 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 yeah, I like so, it. So sort of like cannabis in that area <laughs> of research. There's so much you can do with There's medical applications, yeah. there's recreational, and I feel like, you know, there's even, you know, retail, like people are putting them in clothes and stuff like that. Uh, so I think I want to do that but with pup caps because there's something going on. We need to know more and there has to be more. Like it's more <laughs> than just a, a weapon <laughs> of mass destruction. <laughs> It's more than just like, so more than just nightmares of Timo. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Hatch. What, what's your professor name in the world? I don't know winter? why this resonated with me so mm -hmm. much, but I've already just built a backstory. Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> you're, you're getting too good at these. Yeah. Um, so um, first, my name would be. This is a shout out to a good friend of mine. All right. Yeah. So um, my name would be Professor Van Buren. Okay. Right. Professor Van Buren. Right. And I would have been a professor as far <laughs> that was looking into um, electrodynamics. Okay. All right. And trying to further the study of application of electrodynamics. Okay. And the reason I have a backstory is that my professor has been disgraced. He no longer <laughs> works within the Institute. And it's because he had stumbled across a young man out in Piltover, mm -hmm. but he looked like a Zonite, and the man just disappeared. And trying to figure out how he disappeared, he realized that after he disappeared, he showed back up, walking in the same cadence. <gasps> and it turned out that the young Zonite was Echo, <gasps> and he had found someone who had perfected time travel. And when he tried to tell his colleagues about it, he was disgraced and kicked out of the Institute. And now I am just studying to figure out how this young kid from Zon perfected time travel. Dude, you make me to, sick. How dare you come make, up with this so fast? To, to recover my family name. I don't know. I, it, it just it's resonated so with me. It's so it, good. It, it just hit me. And see, Riot, I can help you write the stories for Professor Tribal. I, hear my words. Legendary, <laughs> Legends of Runeterra 2 coming soon. <laughs> Bootleg copies going out early to pre-orders. Uh, Bootleg copies of a free-to-play game. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And as always, we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody. <laughs>